It's Survivor's Friendly Fire Show, episode 203, for like mid-July 2022. Once, you know, the non-E3 stuff happens, time just has lost all meaning again. Also, Melbourne is just rife with cold and flu and COVID again, so like, I'm just at home. Anyway, I'm one of your co-hosts, Steve Wright. Uh, Joining me is your friend and mine, Ben Salter. And uh, we've got some news, Ben, for our friendly fire folk. Do you want to explain what we're about to embark upon? Uh, well, for our 203rd episode, we've decided to go weekly. So we've been a fortnightly show since we came back. Uh, I can't remember when that was. When did we come back as an online show? That was like It was before the pandemic, but it really came mm. to be because of the pandemic, I think. Yeah. Well, we used to be weekly, of course, when we recorded in person in Melbourne a long time ago. Um, and so then we went fortnightly. Then we went kind of just whenever. Uh, then we went back to fortnightly, and now we're going weekly. So uh, double the friendly fire in your feed on whichever app you choose to listen on. Exactly. And that is, you know, as a podcast on whichever uh, platform you choose, we're everywhere. We're on Amazon, even if you want to get it. Does anyone listen to podcasts on Amazon? Apparently um, so. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, you can also watch the video on YouTube if you are so inclined. You can join one of the, the tens of people who who choose to do so. I'm not taking that personally. I think we look very handsome uh, personally, Ben, but that's... Mm, I think we're we're more of a, an audio medium. That's the way to go. That's fine. Totally fine. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. We have, you know, we're aiming for like half an hour, 45 minutes. We'll probably alternate between like hard news and, you know, like current games and, you know, like more overarching, overarching topics. Uh, yeah. And I think maybe this will be a mixture of the two. We'll figure out how we're doing it. Uh, your feedback, always welcome, of course, podcast at Survivor.com, or you can use the Friendly Fire Show hashtag on your social media platform of choice. We're trying to spruik things a bit more, too, and it's really awkward and uncomfortable, but anyway, that's done. Uh, what what little, you know, pre, pre-actual pre show tidbits are, are you happy to discuss with me today, Ben? Uh, well, I want your thought very briefly on this new game, which is basically like Fall Guys, because you love Fall Guys. I haven't really played it that much. So Nintendo's doing it. They're just doing it with Kirby, basically. And it's like a local co-op version where you've got to eat a bunch of stuff because that's Kirby's thing uh, instead of like 100 people trying to get to the end. I think it's more about that. It's more about the eating, but it's a very similar similar thing. Yeah, um, it's weird. So it it looks like Fall Guys, like aesthetically, it looks like one of the levels, like the slime levels where you're just like trying to climb to the top of something, except you're four versions of Kirby. There's probably more, I guess, than four, but they've only showed like like the top four that finish in a four round yeah. game where you're like rolling through a level getting fatter like a snowball picking up snow as it moves on the ground to get to the end uh, nintendo australia's press release wasn't very informative it's kind of like it's coming out in winter mm. and like here it is like i thought i saw somewhere that it was coming out with the nintendo switch online as like a free game but uh, i'm not even sure sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, they need more stuff to pad in there because they've got the add-on pack. Um, they they pretty much said more stuff will come into this, and that this would fit pretty easily. So, yeah, makes sense. Well, and otherwise, if it is a paid game, wh- why would you do that? Because Fall Guys is on Switch and it's free. And I really, really like Fall Guys, and you and I should really, really play Fall Guys. I know I've said that a million times, but we should. It's fun. It's fun in a group as well. And there's a bit of a learning curve to kind of get used to how it all functions. But like, if you go in squads or duos or something, you can have a go 
and you know succeed or fail miserably and like watch other players to kind of pick up a little bit of like the how to's it's it's good you should try um i will happily jump on whenever you want to uh my husband matt also loves playing fall guys he also likes playing elden ring and he like you and i now has a thousand gamer score in the game but oh my god let me tell you it was an uncomfortable couple of days as he was going for the last couple achievements the last couple uh bosses his favorite thing to do was remind me of uh like i cheesed a whole bunch of things like there's yeah, one you can't boss cheese anymore like they've blocked so many of them it's much harder for us players who are playing later on you were like an early guy with all the cheeses still available i won't name the boss i'll just kind of be generic there's one very much near the end though where you can you could uh, in the past run up to said boss and if you kind of timed it right and you know got up to that boss's person the boss didn't interact or do anything and you could just like get in some some free death i don't know if you did that then or not don't think so ah well i definitely did and so like the 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 fame the fame the famous the the best funniest no what am i trying to say the favorite thing there we go that's the word i was looking for um that matt had for me like all week last week was oh yeah yeah i gotta actually play this game and beat the bosses properly i can't just run through and cheese like some people in this house and you know what? I wear the cheesing like a badge of honor. Um, I've since finished Dark Souls 1 twice. And wow. I am I gave up on Dark Souls 2 altogether because I hate it. I you can if you don't know the differences between Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, 1 and 3 are basically the same. 3 so far is like a best of Dark Souls 1. Like to the point of like there's that giant thing that is blocking progress, which is exactly like the other giant thing blocking progress in the last game dark souls 2 is like completely different different director different mechanics i hate it so i've just bounced off that i'm on three it's great uh this is not a FromSoft podcast though so i should probably shut up mm, well congratulations we've got another player to hit a thousand that's the hardest thousand gamer score i've gotten so it's uh, well maybe close close to it um yeah, so it's uh, it's very exciting, tough to do. You do have to save scum is the only way to actually get the three endings, but that's totally fine because I'm not playing this game three times. Uh, well done. Did you have to play a, a new game plus to get some of the mop-up achievements? Because I stopped no. up and had to play like halfway through a second game to get some of the weapons or something. I can't quite remember at this point. Oh, uh, yeah. There's not much stuff you can miss for achievements, trophies, but there are a couple of weapons that you... There's a point in the game where things change dramatically in terms of the environment and if you've missed some there's not many there's only a couple that you can't go back and get so fyi if that type of thing matters to you and i know i said it wasn't a from soft podcast but i guess it is now um the, the good thing about like playing dark souls one and three now and elden ring before and like really getting all the achievements in that is that elden ring really is like a kinder gentler still challenging but like inclusive version of what from software has done like if you look at the achievements for dark souls and stuff you have you have to play it multiple times to get all of the rings or all of the spells or all of the this and that but like it's like built into how it works which is i don't know about you like i just don't want to play a game like four times in a row or something just because so anyway yep, never hurrah let's talk about new games though or yeah big stuff well old games old games are back so Ubisoft killed off Skull and Bones so long ago. Like, so they announced this game at E3 2017, I think, uh, five years ago. Then it just kind of disappeared. And they, they didn't really say why over the last kind of four or five years. Um, and now it's suddenly back. So it looks quite different. 
but it kind of looks the same. Like it's it's kind of like it's the same idea. They just kind of mix it up a little. It always looked very um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which five years ago was still quite a recent game. Now it kind of feels like an ancient game. Um, that's how long it's been. So, uh, so what did you make of the showcase? Well, I, I guess I want to take it back a quick second if we're talking about mm. old games, because I think I think I played this and and interviewed Ubisoft about it at the same time. Ubisoft was really pushing Beyond Good and Evil 2, which is oh, yeah. basically the awesome. same kind of thing, like a game that was announced that like they were really big on. Um, I got to play Skull and Bones because it basically just was playing the shit bit of Black Flag and like that's exactly what I took from it. Um, yeah. And I got to see Beyond Good and Evil 2, which was like it was it was like a th- in theory thing then. And it's kind of like a dead in theory thing now. But yeah, like. I had the same kind of feeling with both of those games, like, okay, what is it, and and why? Because Skull and Bones just felt like it was, like, the the battles yeah, of Black Flag. Black Flag again, which made sense, like, that was the best part of Black Flag, and it kind of seemed like it could be its own game, but at the same time, Rare kind of announced um, Sea of Thieves, which was same thing again, but its own stylized version, and at the time, we really didn't need two multiplayer pirate games, so... Probably good. This didn't launch then, um, but yeah, it's it's still hard to know what to make of it. It disappeared for so long that it's kind of been retooled and came back. I will say it gives me hope that Beyond Good and Evil Two exists and will come back again. It might be having the same type of thing, but strange that's disappeared for so long as well. Yeah, and like I don't I don't think you're a, a Sea of Thieves person, and neither am I. Um, like we played it at PAX as a group the one time, and it was fun because there was a whole bunch of us, and we were yelling in each other's ears, and we were accomplishing something for thirty minutes. But then, you know, I've, I've tried to play it at home, and like I don't like sitting like this with you know a headset and a mic, like you know, calling out shots and things with people. Like so, I, I don't know. Like that whole experience is lost on me. This seems like a more realistic version of Sea of Thieves. But I guess like it, it's appealing to people who theoretically are playing Sea of Thieves. Are they going to just drop a game that they've been playing for how long now? Three, four years? More than that. To then jump to a different same, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, probably not. That's the thing. It's, it's hard to know which market it's taking. Probably would have been better if it was more single player focused and that was kind of the, the way they differentiated it. Um, but yeah, it's a more realistic version. It still looks good. It's just not the type of thing I think you or I will really be super into. Um, the surprise is that it's launching this year. So it's out on the 8th of November from being seemingly dead to then being out in a few months is, I suppose that's how games are announced now. It's kind of like, we only tell you the date when we're very confident it will actually happen. Um, but yeah, it was that was the most surprising part to me. It came from nowhere and it's it's this year, apparently. I would like to trump you on the surprising part because... And we're jumping ahead to to news that we're supposed to leave at you know later down the show notes, but um, we know that there are a couple games coming out in November now. Pokemon is one of them, which you know it's a Pokemon game. That's we'll leave that alone. Um, God of War Ragnarok is coming out this year on the 9th of November. That was yeah. announced before Skull and Bones had its release date announced, which is a day before on the 8th. Um, R.I.P. Skull and Bones, because it doesn't matter if these games have anything to do with one another, like, no one is going to play you because God of War is coming out. So, yeah. Like, is Ubisoft putting it out to die? Is this, like, a, a Titanfall 2 Battlefield kind of, like, strategic release date? Like, oh, we, we put it out, so, you know, oops, I yeah. guess it didn't sell. I don't know. 
Very strange. I suppose it's a very different type of game and it's multi-platform, but it's, yes, very strange to go up a day apart from probably the biggest game of the holidays, maybe the second biggest if Pokemon trumps it. Probably will just destroy everything in sales. Uh, but yeah, it's a, an odd time. You kind of think like now or like that August, September period would be better because it's just some, there's some free time there. So odd well, choice. Yeah. Or any other time, like it's not the day before Ragnarok, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Um, but there might yeah. be, maybe there's going to be even more like surprise Ubisoft release date drops because they didn't do anything for non E3, but they did, uh, announce, well, they, they had that weird Assassin's Creed thing that wasn't at a, like it wasn't Doesn't anything, count. but an Assassin's yeah. Creed announcement for an upcoming announcement. Anyway, um, there is a Ubisoft forward scheduled for September. Uh, they promised some updates on Assassin's Creed. We'll probably see some Skull and Bones. I think they said there was some other stuff, but I just completely forget. Non non fact based show. Um, yeah, I get like that's yeah. cool, I guess. But like, just do it now. Why why are we waiting to September? Well, they're not ready is probably the answer to that. I suspect there's another big game from them that they're hoping is out this kind of holiday period. They normally have more than one. Um, they normally have kind of two big hitters plus Just Dance, which will almost definitely be there. Um, maybe it's not definitely ready. Like they don't want to say this is coming out and then delay it because that's just the flavor of the time. So maybe they're waiting. I don't know what it would be though. Like I'm not sure what they would have that could almost be ready. It seems like the next Assassin's Creed, probably not this year, probably next year since Valhalla is still getting expansions. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it would be. Phoenix. Possibly. Maybe? Because the, the, like, there's a Splinter Cell game that's definitely not anywhere near done. Yeah, years away. There's that other, like, side Assassin's Creed, like the, the single player, like, really, like, not really small, but, oh, like... the Chronicle ones. The, the one with the... Basim or whatever? The guy from... Was he in Valhalla? The other assassin dude? I think maybe there's there's like there's the infinite one or infinity infinity oh and then there's like the smaller one but like you said they're still still pushing Valhalla they did like a whole bunch of stuff for Valhalla and they've re-updated Origins and Odyssey or maybe just Origins so like so they're still pushing all those um kind of as a service gigantic like 160 hour games to complete really if you want to do everything so I don't need another Assassin's Creed, really. Anyway, I'm just kind of waffling on now. What do you, well, do you think we're going to get surprised? Like a another another Ubisoft Battle Royale or something? Uh, I hope not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it could be. It's like they've also got Mario coming out this year, actually. So that might be their kind of other game they've done or invested in somewhat. Um, maybe they've got something that's kind of slipped to the first half of next year and that's what they're going to announce. It just seems weird to then have this event if it's just Skull and Bones and Just Dance and that's basically it. And um, something unless, Assassin's Creed, but yeah. like Yeah, maybe. But I feel like that's going to be next year's big game. Like they just, they're not pumping them out annually anymore. Although Valhalla was two years ago, so so maybe it is. But I, yeah, I just don't feel it. Well, let us know what you think we're uh, going to hear about or give us your like really obscure like far-reaching far-fetched guess the crew three that's 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 not even that far-fetched it could be (laughs) i don't think so for honor (laughs) for more honor ah yeah that's a good name actually uh you know what we won't be seeing at that uh ubisoft forward Mm. assassin's creed liberation hd which uh is one of those 15 games that ubisoft is pulling online services from that's happening in september 
there was a bit of a snafu, though, uh, of late mm. on Steam, where Steam was telling users that they wouldn't be able to access the game from the 1st of September, regardless of, of ownership. And that had people up in a, in a tizzy, as it, as it obviously should, of course. Like, if you've purchased a game, you yeah, know, bad buy. there's tons of game on Steam where they're not actively on sale anymore. But if you own it, you can go and download it. And that's going to be the case with Liberation HD. Um, but it did bring up this weird argument over digital ownership. And I feel like we talk about this all the time now. But I guess if we have to keep talking yeah. about it, that means there's something wrong. Mm. It's probably uh, so it was misreported, and I think that didn't help things. That it's going to be unavailable. Uh, probably Steam's fault. The wording they used was very confusing. I think what they meant to say was you can't buy it after this date, and they kind of made it sound like this game will not be accessible at all. Um, but this is actually quite common. It happens all the time, and I think people who kind of say don't buy digital, buy physical, forget that physical games go out of print as well. So I don't think you can buy a physical copy of this game, not a new one at least. Um, yeah, but of course, you should be able to download it if you already own it. I think it's on, it's at least on Xbox. It might be on PlayStation. It was like a PSP game or something, or Vita um, initially, pre-HD yeah. version. Uh, but it, it kind of brings up, at what point do you think it's fair for a, an old store or an old game to stop you allowing to download old stuff? Like, are you happy at some point in the future for like 360 games to no longer be available to download so long as you could say still play the games that you have downloaded? Like, they're not going to be there for 50 years. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one because I thought I owned a lot more 360 games digitally than I actually did. And, or I've had them on a hard drive that I have lost or, you know, deleted. And I go to yeah. like the, the Xbox 360 store and try to get the ones that I thought I had and I don't. So like, I'm assuming I just had a disc for them and I thought that I bought them. But like, you know, we've seen the PSP and the PS3 stores kind of go down. There's the, the Wii eShop, which you know far more about than me. It's That's up and down from the sound of it. Like, at what stage? I, I don't know. I, I, there's not an answer. I guess hard drives are so cheap now. If you're really, really worried about this, download all the games you possibly can that you'll ever want to have, like own or replay onto a 12 terabyte hard drive. Get a second one have a backup, I guess. And like, you can always plug that into whichever console you have and, and play if that's really a concern. Uh, I'm of a weird mindset now, though, where I have like a 12 terabyte hard drive plugged into my Xbox Series X downstairs. And I've just started deleting things off it. I used to have every single mm, game I've yeah. ever owned. And it's just a yeah. mess because it gets really clogged. If one's a little bit, you know, one of the drives is too full and there's an update and it's not big enough, like there's not enough space to process the update. It, everything just breaks and then you're not able to download anything. It's just a nightmare. And like, I don't play any of these games that I've downloaded. I don't play 12 terabytes of games regularly. But I guess if I ever want to play Assassin's Creed Liberation HD, like, and I don't have it, I'd like the it. ability to download it. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm talking in circles. Please save me then. Uh, well, I'm the same as you. I used to have all uh, my Xbox games on the console and uh, PS4 as well, for that matter. Um, but I started deleting them for the same reason that I've got like 10 terabytes or something hooked up. Uh, most of that storage is not that useful now because you can't play current gen games on it. It's only last gen games. Um, I still probably have like three or 400 games installed, but that's not like the six or 700 I used to have. And it's mainly because like I, I couldn't be bothered deleting them. So I eventually spent like a day going through it um, and what I found is having so many games on there stopped them updating 
because it just didn't have time. When it did the search for other any updates, it wouldn't let you know there's like 10 available until it got to the last game. So it would take so long that the auto update was failing. Now, I was blaming Xbox because I just thought auto update doesn't work. It's nonsense. But it turns out if you have a certain number of games, it just doesn't do it because it's too much to scan, I think. Uh, so it's, it's actually much more user-friendly to delete. Um, but to go back to that point, I think at some point when they say, all right, you can't re-download, I think they'll allow you to play things that you have already downloaded still, as long as there's not a license check needed. I think whoever does it, Xbox, PlayStation will will kind of change their DRM to allow that. Um, and I think there'll be notice. So like there'll be you'll be told way ahead of time that you've got to this date to download old stuff that's like 20 or 30 years old. Um, and if you want to play them, download them, as you say. So I think there'll be a solution. It'll be in, people will rage about it at the time when it happens. It will happen at some point. Um, there'll be an option to go to the Wii story because that nicely ties in with this. It only happened a couple of weeks ago. So uh, the Wii eShop closed to sales in 2019, I think. Um, and it still let you download games up until like the start of this year when Nintendo said the store's going down for maintenance. It'll be back soon. And then like five months later, it just suddenly came back online. Why it was down for so long, we don't know. Um, people probably who are like super into Nintendo games kind of complained initially because it's like the virtual console was down and can't even get any of that on Switch. But then we kind of gave up. We moved on. We didn't care. Potentially it was up for months longer until someone like on NeoGAF or somewhere eventually realized that, hey, it's back. Um, and I think it's probably a bit of a test case that eventually you don't care. Like these things are so old that people have what they want. And at some point you just, you, you're never going to play on these old platforms again. So Probably not as bad as we think. Um, I haven't played Assassin's Creed Liberation HD. I think I've got it downloaded. Maybe it's one of the games I deleted. Um, I wouldn't be too worried if it disappeared. I, yeah, it's it's weird that people are dying on the hill that is Assassin's Creed Liberation HD. Um, but, you know, if that's you, sorry. I, I can think of a bunch of better Assassin's Creed games to play. Uh, I also... You know, I I don't have an Xbox anymore, like original Xbox, but I have an Xbox 360 that I kept for this kind of reason. And I didn't own a copy of Buffy the Vampire Slayer on Xbox. Um, oh, but no. well, but eBay fixed that. Like if you're des if I'm desperate to play this game, which is not on a digital marketplace and will never be because of like licensing issues and this that and the other. If and it wasn't, it was like twelve bucks. But like I'm sure some of these games that people are desperate to play are are hundreds of dollars. But like. If you really want to do it, you do have options for for most yeah. games that kind of exist. And yes, we should be trying to preserve games better than we than we do. But also, like, there's that that new digital game museum in I don't know. It's who is that? Yeah, um, somewhere in Europe. The one that yeah. buys all the studios. Enforcer? No, God. In Embracer. Yeah, whatever. Embracer Group. Like, just because it's sitting in a, a museum doesn't mean I'm going to be able to play it. So, like, I I don't know. There's there's it's yes, there's more to be done, but I don't know. I I don't have solutions to some of these problems. Um, if you really, yeah. really, really want to play the games that you have, download them. And I don't think there's going to be anything that would really stop you from doing a license check, even if the game's not available on a digital storefront. Like just like Steam, yeah. you can still play Liberation if you already own it. You can download it again if you already own it. You just can't buy it anew from the date that they've yeah. given us time to to buy it before anyway yeah 
We're not going to solve this problem now. It's uh, God, no. it's a problem we, we should be talking about, but actually I've never come into an issue with it. I've never had a game I wanted to play, which I own, which I can't play. So it's never actually happened. You can't buy them, but you can still play them. Right. All right. Yeah. Anything else? Any any other topics about digital games or, or old games made new that you want to... No, the only thing I want to bring up for while we're on old games, which are returning from the dead, the one which is remaining dead is Goldeneye because... Uh, this is yet another rumor on this game. Apparently, it was about to be announced, but because of the situation with the war in the uh, Ukraine, um, they've decided not to do anything with it just yet. Um, could be true because the whole of GoldenEye is basically killing some dudes, which are clearly Russian goons, but I don't think they're called that uh, in the actual game. But that's what they are. So possibly um, the rumor was always that the remaster was coming to Xbox and the original game would come to Switch Online. Um, and Nintendo has, of course, pulled Advance Wars, Reboot, whatever they called that game, um, which is like a cartoon war game. Like it's as PG as you can get in terms of war. Um, so it might be Nintendo again blocking it. They, of course, blocked this game when it was done for 360 because they said no. So it might be them again. I'd believe that. Well, there you go. I have nothing to say about that. You don't um, care. Well, I'm just Some trying not I'm, I'm trying not to give you any sense of hope where... It, it, no, there's there's no hope. The only hope we have is that some people got an achievement for this game, but it was not me. Someone get a, got it. Get a job at Rare, then you know, done. Yeah. Problem solved. Um, you you apparently you said you took some advice that I gave you for uh, for Prime Day. Which, if you're listening yeah. to this podcast right when it's released, you might still be able to get a couple Prime Day deals depending on the time. Um, most yeah, likely maybe. you missed out. So you know, sorry, but you know, Prime Day rolls around once. A year or maybe even more um yeah so i put up what i thought were some decent deals and when i say decent deals i don't mean tvs that don't hit 4k and you know 120 frames i don't mean monitors that are 144 hertz but you know only like 1080p i wanted to find like deals that were actually like useful to people and i could have put in i guess a million micro sd cards for the switch and steam deck and stuff but i kind of just focused on some some decent ssds for playstation 5 and some like video games like actual video games and i think you you bought one of the ssds i think i did i did so uh, i bought a lot of nonsense on prime day like things like you know the liquid soap refill and stuff like that so like the postman's gonna hate me because i've just bought like all these small groceries which were super cheap um, and I could have just bought them at Coles, but I didn't. So then inflation, like you did a great thing. You saved yourself money, I think. Yes. Oh. Um, and I've given him a bunch of work. So I suppose that's good. Uh, and then the gaming wise, all I bought was I followed your recommendation for a PS5 SSD that has the heatsink. I don't know which one I got. I got the one terabyte that you told me to get. Um, it's like half price from Amazon UK. The reason being, uh, I hadn't really needed it until now because of this PlayStation Plus subscription. I downloaded like three new games and my 720 whatever gig hard drive is totally full. Um, need more space. I think 170 bucks is pretty reasonable for a one gig SSD that work, or one terabyte, I should say. Um, and it kind of made me realize that Xbox is really lagging behind with their like $350 memory card thing. Yeah. Um, I, I do use that to move games between two Xboxes. So, you know, uh, must be nice to have two. I get that. Um, but like, I feel like the price difference is pretty out there now. And Xbox did say at the beginning that they would get other manufacturers to to make this so that it wouldn't be so monopolized by Seagate. Uh, hasn't happened yet. And now I'm, as much as it's kind of uh, less convenient, I'm preferring PlayStation's method to 
you can just buy a cheaper one. So good on you, Sony. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, and like uh, it's it's not going to happen. But in terms of the Xbox, like because it's a proprietary slot, like I don't know if you could build some sort of adapter where you could just plug yeah. in one of these N M V D N V M's, whatever they are, the SSDs. Um, so Maybe. it works. But like, so we're we're screwed. In the in the case of the PlayStation Five, you can buy an SSD with or without a heat heatsink. It needs a heatsink, but you can always go and buy like a twenty dollar heatsink and attach it yourself to a. Uh, that's too much applicable yeah. Uh, ssd yeah i didn't want to do that either um but yeah it's like pop the cover like chuck it in the slot done put the cover back on obviously or maybe maybe you want to have your covers exposed maybe when you take off the cover you want to go buy one of those fancy new colored ones you know the choice is yours as opposed yeah. to a proprietary seagate I think there's a two terabyte one now. Is there? I can't remember. There is, and it costs like seven. It's the same price, the price. as the console. Otherwise, I would have gotten one. Uh, but I think one terabyte is enough. Remembering, it doesn't replace in both consoles the hard drive that's already there. It adds to it. So all up, you still get about two terabytes. So I think that's probably enough. As we say, we're deleting game people now, so that's that's enough. Yeah, but like, there's always going back to that really quickly. And so this is something I wanted to bring up, and I forgot. You've had NDN far longer than I have. I got it after I whinged when I was at home in the pandemic because oh, yeah. everything had to rely on the internet. I think a, a lot of my digital hoarding came from that uh, situation where like I had, I was getting like oh, 12, 12 megabyte downloads per second. And like, it took so long to get these huge games that like, once I had them, I never wanted to let them go. And now that I have a hundred megabytes per second instead, it's it's a lot easier to be like, ah, I can download that in two hours. That's cool. Like I don't care anymore. So, yep. but and you kind of have to with these new consoles. Like even with the expansions to the PS5 or the Xbox, like it, you you know you download a Call of Duty and it's like like a hundred gig, yeah. a third, a quarter of your of your storage space already. Like oh man, like if you play Destiny, like that's that's half or you know maybe even more three yeah. or four games three or four games depending on the games they are and then you're full so like you really have yeah. to be cutthroat when it comes to like what do you keep what do you like what are you maybe gonna play what do you just like cast off anyway so yeah I think especially with things like playstation plus launching a lot of people will go in and and initially download the big hitters um especially if you missed any of them and they're the big games so your spider-man your Returnal, your death stranding your whatever else um all those type of things are massive they're like 60 to 80 gig each throw in gta 5 which everyone has which for some reason is like even bigger than anything else and you've just got you've got no space so uh so yeah you needed that that was a good deal i'm glad i saw that on your post today and i gave you an affiliate link click probably um and bought that so that's yeah that's coming in well that feeds that's back a, into like you know invoices that you will hopefully send to me so there we uh, go that's you that's done that's done uh <laughs> I think overall the sales are not as good as they have been in previous years. But what we are seeing now is like Switch games actually on sale. So like normally they're not, but you can get stuff like Metroid and Kirby reduced price, which is like normally not a done thing. And I think that's probably good for Switch players. You can finally actually get some of this stuff at a discount on like this one day of year. Um, but I did think it was pretty funny that everyone tweeted, all the sites who seem to have like a bot doing a PS5 check all tweeted at once. The PS5 is actually in stock. And like three seconds later, they all just get spammed back with, no, it isn't. You lied. Um, <laughs> so, you know, those bots are pretty useless. But it did at the same time go in stock at EB Games, who had it for about two hours, which I think is a new record. 
And I only bring this up because I think it's good news to kind of see like the biggest gaming retailer had stock of the PS5 for a, a reasonable amount of time. Still not a go into the store and just pick one up amount of time, but at least like previously you had to see it and buy it straight away. Just had to be on Twitter or whatever at the right time. Now there was at least a window of you could quickly message a friend, tell them, and if they jumped on it straight away, they could actually get one. So uh, that's promising. Well, like of the three current gen consoles, I think like the S became available and then kind of stayed available at a certain point. And like that's no going to ha- that. that's going to happen with the rest of them though, I think. Like it's it's starting yeah. to it's starting to slowly they're turning over with less speed, which is good. So um yeah. it doesn't it doesn't affect the price. Like you still have to drop like $700 or something if you want to get one of these things, which is never like a fun thing to have happen, but you know, like it's start saving up because you're going to have an opportunity to to pull the trigger uh sooner than later i think yeah um which is good. on those sales like i reckon australia kind of just gets stuffed over with prime day like i you know i was looking at other things you know trying to collate a list and there's a lot of bargains that were in like the us and the uk in terms of like extra monitors like good monitors that had you know like at least 1440p and 120 hertz capability um hmm. We didn't have any of those. We just had some Samsung ones and some Lenovo ones, which were like 1080p ones. Um, like Elgato Stream Decks, which I was kind of like, ooh, I, I could probably use one of those, like doing the podcast, making it easier for me to queue up things. Like just full price here on sale in, I think, the States. Just, yeah, like just discrepancies between countries where we sort of just missed out. Um, really need to impress upon people that, especially if you're listening to this as soon as this comes out there are like 30 games that you can download um yeah that you really should uh, a whole bunch of them have been available for like a month but like there's five or six that are all i think mostly ea properties the the biggest one being mass effect legendary edition go get go they're free go get them they're yeah free go get it you already um, got the two days to get it so at the end like midnight tonight it's gone uh, and I'm still playing that. It's taken me a year to get through Mass Effect Legendary Edition because I had a break between every game. So I'm about halfway through Mass Effect 3 now. It is the bad one in the sense that it hasn't hooked me like the other two. I feel, I'm still enjoying it, but I, I feel like it's a bit more of a chore to play. So uh, maybe just play Mass Effect 1 and 2 if you're, you're worried about three whole games. I have a feeling that they'll be available for a little bit of the 14th as well because they weren't available until like... Mm, probably afternoon evening on the 12th here in australia so i feel like when they say 12th and 13th it's more like 12th and 13th in america so but like obviously as quickly as you can because your mileage may vary um something that you wanted to talk about which i didn't even like put in the news on the site in any way shape or form is that there's like a splatoon 3 nintendo switch bundle that people thought was going to be like the switch pro or something before you wouldn't have even noticed that this happened it all happened on like forums and twitter over a day uh and people convinced themselves it was definitely happening and it kind of made sense because so like last time when they announced the switch oled like the two or three days before they like privated all the switch Lite videos and they did it again with all the oled videos and it was kind of like that's an odd thing to do um, various other little tidbits that suggested new hardware was coming. And let's not forget that they historically have released the new handheld every year. They love a revision. Um, and so they people kind of thought this is going to happen at some point soon. And then, like, surprisingly, a Nintendo tweet comes out and it's introducing a new Switch. 
and people were like, oh my God, it's actually going to happen. But then no, it was just a, it's a Switch OLED again with some Splatoon-like art on the outside. Looks okay, but no reason to get it over the original. Like it's the same Switch. Um, cla- this is a classic example of Nintendo accidentally trolling us. Like they didn't mean to do that. <laughs> they never suggested new hardware was coming. It was all speculation. And then by chance it was true and new hardware was announced, but it was just a themed colored one. So um, I don't think the Pro's coming. What do you think they're going to do next? Like from a, there's probably two parts of that question. There's the, do you think they'll do an updated handheld? And it's like they normally have done it. So like they had the Game Boy Color to the Game Boy, they had the DSi to the DS, and they had the new 3DS, um, which were all like slightly revised or slightly more powerful versions with a couple of exclusive games as well. So that's probably why people think it's going to be a Switch Pro. I think they probably won't do it now on the basis that the chip shortage has just made that too hard and probably not worthwhile. And the Switch is still selling like crazy, so they don't need to. And they've given us the OLED instead. Um, is that what you're thinking as well? Yeah, I think I think the Switch Pro was probably going to be a thing, but the chip shortage that we've been experiencing for a while now changed plans. And that's maybe that's maybe when the OLED OLED came in to be. Yeah. Um, and it's filling that void. I think if if Nintendo releases a new real version of the Switch, it'll be not a Pro, but just like a switch to a more a far more powerful powerful version of the handheld hybrid kind of model that can be more accessible that's not even the word i want something that's more powerful that can play games that are on play new current games. gen consoles without looking like mud or being streamed via the cloud um, yeah so that's probably the second part in that what are they going to do for their next gen because they're at five years old, which is I think most of their consoles have been about five to six years. So like they're there. Even the Wii to Wii U, their most successful console level was only six years. Uh, they're there pretty much now, but they don't normally do that. They With the Wii to Wii U and the 3DS or the DS to 3DS, they tried to do more powerful with a small gimmick um, and the 3DS eventually recovered, but initially, because they put up the price tag, it like flopped. They had to like cut it by like a hundred bucks a few months later and it revived. Um, the Wii U never did, obviously. I think they might be a bit worried about trying to do that in that they've tried to just say, here's our successful thing. Here's the same thing again with some other little gimmick that no one cares about and it's more powerful. Um, it hasn't really worked for them in the past. I'm a bit worried they'll say we need to do something totally different again because that's just the Nintendo bonkers way. I hope not, and I hope they also don't do like a, a new 3DS style thing because there was like a point, especially in the like the 3DS family of of handhelds, where like you had to look at a bloody chart to figure out like if you could use a touchpad, you know, the Circle Pad Pro, and if you could, this game would work, and if this one would support this, and if that would happen, or if you needed like an expansion pack, and I, I yeah. hope Nintendo has learned from that. Like that's too complicated. And, you know, like the same kind of idea with the Wii to Wii U, where people thought it was like some sort of like expansion to the original Wii or something. Like, I don't need a Wii U. I have a Wii. Um, And I guess that's the problem that they might have if they have a Switch 2 or something. So, like, I, once again, I have basically talked myself in circles. Yeah, well, I think they'll worry about that, too. I think they'll think so many people bought a Switch who had been off games for a little while. Maybe they came back from the Wii. They won't buy a Switch 2 because they'll think, I already got Switch 1. Um, and that's the thing we're going for that casual market like anyone who's got a ps4 wants a ps5 more or less that's that's the type of market they have they just making a more powerful of the same thing good enough for sony and for xbox because that's the market they've got nintendo have gone for this non-gaming market who don't really care about that 
but they've run into the issue of now, as you say, current gen games can't run on the Switch unless they're cloud-based. Um, and even the last gen didn't run that well. Like we're mainly talking about PS3 360 ports that have run pretty well on Switch. Yeah. So yeah, they, they kind of need more powerful from the point of view of not necessarily attracting customers to buy it straight away, but just to get games on there easier. They, if they want to get more third-party games, they need to have hardware that can play it. Uh, I think it runs into the issue of like, I don't really understand the tech that well, but I think it's a mobile chip that's relatively affordable and it doesn't burn your hands when you're holding it and it can run 1080p on screen-ish, 720 in your hand, which is good enough. I think like the next-gen version of this chip, like the price goes up quite a bit. It's not that easy just to say, make it more powerful. It's like then you've got the heat issue and you've got how much power it consumes. Um, and I think that might run into some issues for them because they they never use um, new tech. They always use very matured, um, relatively cheap. Like even the Game Boy, when that came out, it was ancient and it sold really well. So that's yeah. always been their way. Yeah, I don't know what, I, don't, I think they don't know what to do either. I think they're super happy that the Switch is selling so well that they can kind of drag it out a little longer than usual. Um, but they, yeah, I just, the vibes I get is they don't really know what to do. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I have no idea if I'm, if I'm, you know, d just trying to design things or like come up with solutions without any like actual tech that I know would work behind it. You, you call yeah. it the flow or something. And it's basically just a switch too, but you have like a, a completely different name. So there's no mistaking that it's, it's different and it's new and you need to get it instead of a switch. And then you have, and like, I guess this is where I'm, I'm saying I'm not going to make solutions, but like, you'd have to have something that relies upon some sort of base that is more like a a proper yeah. console. So like, you can output in like 4K proper, like, you know, the, the power is somehow offloaded to the actual base rather than just, you know, like using it as a display port. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like you need, you can have a little handheld one where the game plays and it's like a little bit you know, the resolution's bad and it's a bit muddier, but like it does the trick. And then if you really want the, the power, you dock it, and it, you know, is really like a, a, a current gen console for whatever time it comes out. I don't know how that would happen, but that's Easy. what that's what they should do. You're welcome, Nintendo. That one's free. Well, I think naming either either that totally different name or actually call it Switch 2. Don't call it new Switch or Switch like U. Switch U or like <laughs> just like either go with it's clearly a different thing or it's like Switch 2 is clear. It's worked for PlayStation forever. Uh, Xbox's names are terrible as well. So like just have a, a super, like everyone buys a new phone, you know that the iPhone 13 is better than the iPhone 12. Like it's clear. Um, do one of those two things, Nintendo. I guarantee you they won't. It will be something <laughs> ridiculous. They'll uh, they'll partner with Google. It'll be the Nintendo <laughs> Switch Stadia. I don't know. Who cares? Um, we're, we're running long for our uh, target. So let's mm. get into this week in delays. Um, and we've already talked about one of the things that isn't delayed anymore. It's like an actual bona fide release date, and that is God of War Ragnarok, which is now out on the 9th of November, 2022. We still really haven't seen any gameplay, but I guess like it's, it's it, like we were talking about, like, you know, you make a new PlayStation, it's the same PlayStation, but it's a number up. Like that's, I guess, this kind of thing with God of War. It's, it's more Don't God of War. It. It's a sequel. I'm hearing jinx and it's going to be delayed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, they're pretty confident. To announce the date, they must be confident. Well, yeah. And, well, you know, I, I'd like to see it. There's not a lot coming out in November. I'm not yeah. really interested in Skull and Bones, so that'll be my game to play. I'm not interested in Pokemon, so that's that's what I've got on my calendar. Uh, if you were excited about Forspoken, which is the Square Enix uh, RPG with, like, a New Yorker, 
who gets displaced in like fantasy place. I'm going to stop doing the accent. Uh, that's been delayed numerous times. It's now out in 2023. Um, looking at it, like it's, it's kind of it, not that it's the same par as like a spellbound, but when I saw it in a preview session, it just kind of looked like way underdone. Yeah. So I'm glad they're not just deciding to push it out and be done with it. They're working on it. So it's like a My cool what? premise. I wonder if there's little, they got word that God of War is coming out in November and they just want to be totally clear of that because it's, it is, it's not a PlayStation game, but it's a PlayStation exclusive. So, uh, that would make sense to me. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll, we'll see everybody next week before we go, Ben, how do we find you on the internet? What do you want to spruik before we let you go? I've got nothing to spruik, but you can follow me on Twitter, Ben underscore Salter. I don't have anything to say, but it'll probably just be me saying, where's Goldmine? Because it's never there. That's most of my tweets. Um, and yeah, very minimal things. Where do we find you? We need to buy a what domain. Is golden yeah. is goldeneye out yet dot com. Um cool. it'll just say no. We should do that. Yeah. Um uh, I'm S right AU on on social media. Uh bunch of stuff coming up soon. If you're into felines, uh watch the site. We can probably talk about it more next week. Um I've pretty much told you what that game is without actually saying the name of it, so that's cool. Uh that's me. Uh thanks for listening. Friendly Fire Folk, you can hit us up on uh the website survivor.com. You can use social media Friendly Fire Show uh to ask questions, podcast at survivor.com if you want to talk about this new format or ask us questions or tell us stuff you know if something's cool we'll talk whatever about you it. want exactly uh like us on your podcast platform of choice if you're on youtube give us a thumbs up and smash that like subscribe button i'm really bad at this spruiking thing ben uh good spruiking any spruiking of of the the show that you want to get out before we leave i think that's it you've absolutely nailed it so we'll see you next week <laughs>